You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Hello, everybody. Hello, Sitok. Yeah? Hello. How are you? Was that for everybody or for me? You? I'm fine. Good. <laughs> this is a good conversation. <laughs> you started it. What is it tomorrow, Sitok, <laughs> apart from the Super Bowl? Is this the before the after the show discussion? Well, it's happening before the after the show, so I'll say yes. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, I don't, know. I don't think anything's happening. Oh, wait, there's a little football game. Like you mentioned. And there's a groundhog who's going to predict the weather, which also, is always fascinating. Also the puppy bowl. The what? The puppy bowl. I don't know what that is. And also, um, we're probably not the only ones, but it is our wedding anniversary. 20 years. We got married in the year 2000 for many other reasons, but uh, one of them was because then every year subsequently would be very easy to know how many years we've been married. <laughs> there's no math involved. Also, Groundhog Day. Yeah, Groundhog Day. We based that on... Because it's one of our favorite movies, collectively. And so today we saw Bill Murray in this movie. What's that thing that has the two circles? It's a scientific graph or whatever, where the two circles cross over, and then you got like the... The Venn diagram. Is that what it is? Well, our Venn diagram, we got a lot of different things, but when our two circles cross, there were a few movies that get caught in there, and one of them, the main one, is Groundhog Day. Um... And Jay and Silent Bob reboot last week kind of fits in with that from what? watching Clerks. Yeah, it was not the same. I would never compare any of those movies to Groundhog Day. No. Not in a million, billion movie years. But um, yeah, Groundhog Day is a very good movie. We recommend it and we would like <laughs> you to go and watch it. And well, think of us while you're watching it. And it has nothing to do with getting married or anniversaries. Really? Not really. I mean, it's romantic, I guess. Yeah. There's a love story at the heart. <laughs> and you know when I say there's a love story at the heart in my mind I see you know where she does that little ground dog face yes yeah in the very that. beginning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so it is Saturday February happy anniversary to me and you thanks I'm glad you put yourself first there that's very well yeah. telling of a 20 year old husband well, yeah. well you're not 20 year old but in the husband world you're 20 all right so it's Saturday February the 1st after the show, 619, we're a movie review podcast, and this week we're looking at the movie Zombieland Double Tap. It's a 2019 movie. It's out on Blu-ray now. It's rated R, and our friends at Sony sent us a copy over for review. So, Sid Talk, what we'll do here is you'll give us your interesting synopsis, <laughs> and then I'll give you the less interesting one off the box. And so my synopsis is... Our little band of zombie apocalypse survivors uh, goes another round ten years later with each other and the zombies, and that's about it. All right, and here's the one from the uh, box. It says, a decade 
Oh, a decade after Zombieland became a hit film and a cult classic, the lead cast, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Abigail Breslin and Emma Stone, have reunited for Zombieland Double Tap. In the sequel, where the comic mayhem stretches from the White House and through the Heartland, these four slayers must face off against many new kinds of zombies that have evolved since the first movie, as well as some new human survivors. But most of all, they have to face the growing pains of their own snarky makeshift family. <laughs> that's for sure, and that doesn't match mine. That's it, a bit that's a bit too clean for this movie, I think. It's a bit too detailed also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yesterday we took it upon ourselves. We we have seen the original. In fact we probably reviewed it, right? Don't we might remember the review, but yeah, we had seen it for sure. Yeah. Um so you could go back and see if we have reviewed it. Um, but we took it upon ourselves late yesterday to watch the original, and then today we watched the second one. I thought it was a good, actually a good idea, because while I was watching it, I noticed things from that they were doing. Did you? Like what? There was just, there was just individual things that were payoffs from the first movie, like pushing her hair behind her ear was mm. one of them. Yeah, true. Um, which you wouldn't pick up on. Um, another one was the the showdown in the it was similar to the showdown in the first one it was harkening back to true how woody likes to you know you think you know he's shooting but it stands alone also you don't need to have seen that one yeah it does but i believe if you've seen the original right close to it you'll pick up more stuff also all the different things you know the what do you call them the rules Mm -hmm. all that stuff kind of calls back to the first one yeah but they explain it so yeah. you don't need the first one. It's just that you're fond of it because yeah. we both enjoyed the first one. And so. it's, you know, you don't get a movie. I was saying this yesterday. You don't normally have a movie like this where it gets a sequel so long later. It's usually like a year after or two years what after. You, what are you saying? Like you expect everyone to do things the same way? I just can't think of a movie that got like got a sequel 10 years later. And you, oh, you I don't know. You weren't expecting a sequel to it. It was... There's a little franchise called Star Wars that takes its time. <laughs> Most people probably forgot about Zombieland, um, to be uh, honest. So you're saying no one forgot about Star Wars, so that does, 30 years doesn't count. Right. Ah, I get it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's unusual to get a sequel so long later. Also, what's interesting is the actors, when they were in the first one, they were there was at least three up-and-coming actors. Now those three are Oscar-nominated, all three of them. Oscar-nominated actors, plus Woody, so all four of them now. So there's been a big span of time. They've become, you know, more well-known actors. So it's quite a unique movie, I think, in that way. Is it a franchise? I don't know. I just feel like it's just a movie, and they do they like it, so they do it. Well, there was... <laughs> I don't feel like it's, like, a thing to examine, but hey. The story of a zombie... Well, I, I just... It was something I thought of, so I was noting it now. So there was another thing that happened uh, with Zombieland during its time, is the first one came out and then it the second it was going to be a TV show on Amazon Prime, and they made a a pilot episode of this TV show that was going to be Zombieland, which I watched many years ago, but that never got off the ground. So that you know, and this TV show didn't have any of these people in it. It was just another. Kind of like a Walking Dead show, but a comedy. Right. So that never happened, and now this happened ten years later. Anyway, um, did you really like the original? Yes. 
I really liked it. I did too, and I, it came out in 2009, which was we was trying to examine, and I looked up last night, was a time when zombies were starting to gain popularity again. Yeah, we weren't trying, we we're trying to pin down when this, this phase of zombie love, uh, the, the you know, in popular culture hit, but it was kind of fuzzy. It was hard to pin down. Yeah, and when this ga- when this movie came out in two thousand and nine, there was no Walking Dead. Well, the the comic books there was, but there was no TV. There was certainly not three Walking Dead TV shows. Right. There was no. What else wasn't they? What? There, well, there hadn't been zombie movies. They were not particularly popular at that time. Uh, apart I from mean, Shaun zombie of the movies, Dead. always come out. Because I watch lots of crappy movies on Halloween time, and there's all there's zombie movies from all time every every five five years every year probably they're just not mainstream big hit movies. It's always there, you know what I mean? Like lurking, yeah, lurking like a zombie. Well, they'd be you know The Walking Dead pretty much. Well, we I put it down. Shaun of the Dead was like yeah. the start of like horror comedy zombie stuff. But then short, uh, Walking Dead obviously blew zombies, you know. Are they on the decline now, zombies, would you say? Did you really going to say blew zombies up? Because they yeah. did. They did a few times. They did. I mean, you know, we can all get over shit and move on to new stuff. I happen to like zombies sort of permanently, but I'm still looking for my holy grail of zombie story, which I'm such a hypocrite because I would tell someone else, just write it yourself. Was it not World War Z with Brad Pitt? It was not. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know that's another take. I like this because it's another take. They've we'll just talk about this movie a little bit. Like we both enjoyed it, so we've got over that part. You don't know if I enjoyed this one yet. You did enjoy it. I know you did. Um, so in this movie, they have in ten years because they're going in real time here. Have noticed and sort of labeled types of zombies. There's like the dumb guy or the dumb one called Homer who just sort of like not so much of a threat. And then there's like the um, what they call it, the hawker, the hawking. It's like still got a little bit of brain left in there so it can like reason and do stuff. So it's like a person who can figure out how to get at you. It's not just mindlessly pounding on the window. And then there's like the really, really hard ones to kill, like super clever, hard to kill. Terminators. Yeah. What was the other one after the hawking one? There was another one, but I like that. Like we're figuring out that some of these have a mind still, and that's one of my things. I want a zombie world where I'm still me fully. Like, I'm, but I have got the whatever. It's always a virus, right? Whatever's happened. I'm still fully aware of myself and my me, and I can think, and I could sit here and type at the keyboard. Now my fingers might fall off, and I'm constantly ravenously hungry for, like, Flesh, not necessarily brains. I'll move on from the brain part, but that's what I want to see is a a zombie world where there's actually like the zombies are sort of holding together some sort of society somewhere in different places, and they're always plotting to eat all the living people, and you know, so sounds like a comedy. Could be a comedy. So yeah. that's what I'm looking for. I'll always be the zombie fan. So this, I could have this every ten years, and I'd be fine. Yeah, what I like about um, this one. After watching yesterday's, the original one, is they do line up. They kept the same style. Oh yeah, totally. They kept the same humor. They didn't. They don't deviate from what they're. They've got a vision in the first one, and this is. Some people might say, "Well, it's just the same thing again." 
But if you enjoy the characters and you enjoy the same thing. Yeah, if you enjoy the characters and enjoy the world and seeing them again, it that's enough, I think, to you know, get you on board to watch another ninety minutes of them. Um they kept the characters the same, which is interesting because Woody Harrelson's character is very like non PC, I would say. (laughs) And he's very non PC in the two thousand and nine when before, you know, people started being politically correct. Nah, but in this I one, disagree with that assessment. But, but okay. in this one, they didn't change him at all. They just let him be. You know, he he's just let him be the character. He's mostly just sexist. That's all we're really That's talking about. That's what I'm about. getting at. Yeah, what PC doesn't just apply to sexism. All but right, I mean, just and he was. He, he's sexist, but like you know, in his. But they way. didn't tame it down, like because they were like, "Oh, we might offend somebody with his character or whatever." Oh, I think he's it. pretty tame. Oh, think you think they tamed it down a lot? Yeah, I think that's a funny assessment. It didn't seem like they touched it at all. I disagree. What What do you think they censored? Just, he's just, I don't know if they censored anything. I'm just saying he wasn't overtly, constantly, like, horn doggy, which he wasn't really in the first well, one. Let, well, the reason I said PC is because I wasn't talking about him being horn doggy. I was talking about him being, just saying what he wants to say and, like, you know, swearing and... That's not Calling him incorrect. a pussy and, you know, like, he's just very... Is that politically out- incorrect? Well, you're not... Calling somebody a pussy is probably very politically incorrect, right? I don't People know. do... Don't like it because they say that that's not I don't correct. know if that makes it incorrect. So, I just disagree with you. I don't think they've changed him and I don't think... And I mean, that was I think my that point. They haven't changed no, him I think at all. he wasn't that bad to begin with. Oh, uh, I don't know. I always thought he's pretty, like... Some of the stuff he says in the first one is very funny, and it's usually because you're like, oh my god, he said that? So you think that the other guy who says fatties are the first ones to die, that's not controversial, because that's about fat people, so that's fine. <laughs> I think the whole well, thing has the not, vibe. That's what I'm getting at. They didn't. They don't shirk. Like, the whole movie, this movie and the other movie, they, they'll say fatties. They'll say fat. You know, they'll... I don't think they did. I think this time it was tamed down. So I would have a, well, someone they had a else fat joke in this one, so. make it a joke or make it their own assessment. But I think it's changed somewhat. Oh, I felt, see. All right. Two differences of opinions because I felt that it was exactly the same. They didn't deviate from the original mission, you know? Original mission. Yeah, like their mission, like uh, when they was writing the first movie was like, we're going to be controversial. It's going to be really funny. It's going to be very gory. Gory, yeah. I don't know if All their intention was in to be controversial, but... What? I don't know if their intention was to be controversial. I wasn't there. Seemed like they were, <laughs> from watching it. I think they were just being funny, open, you know what I mean? From their point, their kind of comedy. But what well, that's... Well, anyway, that that is my opinion. That's what I like about this movie, that it feels like the other movie. Like, it, it's not like 10 years later and it feels like a watered down version of it. It starts with the same cool intro with like Metallica playing and, and they're just killing some. I like that. Yeah. It's the same in both movies, you know, like uh, that intro, it sets it up really well. Um, this movie is more like a, this it's well, it's like a road trip movie. It kind of feels like the way it feels to me is like, there's just little stops and there's a scene in each stop. Wasn't the other one? The other one, they were on their way to that place. Yeah, the, the other one. Park. Um, 
It's like, I thought it was exactly the same format. We're getting yeah. in the car. We're going a long way. And this is what we're going to do along the way. And then when we get there, this thing, big thing's going to happen. And then that's the end. Well, the thing in this one, the extra spanner in the works, as you would say, is like they've, one of them goes off and they've got to find them. Well, that's where they were going the whole time anyway. So, you know what I mean? The movie was going to head up there anyway. What? To where she was is where they were going to go anyway. So the other people saying, I want to go here, I want to go there. They're ultimately just going to go to the place we ended up at anyway. Oh, they were. Well, yeah. Why else? Would, why else would you say show the girl ending up there, and then they're all looking for her? Of course, they're going to end up there. Oh, I thought you meant they were going to go there even if she didn't leave. No, I mean once she left, and we find out where she's going, that's where we're all going, regardless of where we stop or what we. Right, say I'm along saying the that's way. that's the. It's the same setup as the first movie. Yeah. But this movie has an extra thing in it, as one of them goes missing. They have to go and find them. That's the reason. Otherwise, they would stay in the White House the entire movie, right? Um, because there was no reason to leave. No, he was uh, before the whole thing. He was saying, uh, Woody Harrelson, that he needed to move on or something. Just some, one comment he made. Then it all went down. Then he's like, "It's time for me to leave anyway." You know, we're getting lazy. We're getting whatever, whatever you do when you settle down in a zombie apocalypse. So this movie, ta- uh, the beginning part of it, takes place in the White House. So there's a lot of fun and games in there, like, you know, like uh, uh, Last Man on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, what you know, it's the end of the world, you can do whatever you want, what would you do? There's that kind of stuff going on, which they didn't really do in the last one. But this one explores that. Because, they've been, you know, the fact that they've been around 10 years, the thing I didn't like about this movie, this one, was the relationship between Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg. I don't ever buy it. I didn't buy it in the first one. I don't buy it in this one. I kind one. of agree with you. Yeah, it's just boring as well. Like, it's, it's kind of, you know, like um, when he meets the blonde girl. And then there's the whole, like, that shows a thing on top. Oh, well, he's cheated on me. And, you know, all that, that stuff. That old trick of it's jealousy. It's boring. Like, it's so boring. Jealousy. Yeah. I mean, some of it was Like, funny. you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Right. So there's... It's like this. I don't. I never bought them two together. It just always. I mean, I know it's the end of the world, and there's not many people. And about. they address it. They say we're only together because of circumstance. Yeah, they do. And say that's that. it. But then, but then there's a lot of scenes between them, like when they're in bed in the White House and they covering the picture and they talking. He's proposing to her. All that stuff. It's like, uh, you know, I could do with less of that mm. and more of just out in the world killing stuff. Um, and some people might love it or they just wanted to see this new one to see what happened with them because they got together at the end of the first one and it's 10 years later. But um, I just thought there was a little bit too much of that. That's the only thing I didn't like. The rest of it was cool, I thought. What did you think of the uh, gore, the action, the what horror films? I mean, it's the same as the other one. and It's a lot of CG. Yeah. It's CG blood mostly. It's some pretty good zombie makeup. When they get close up, like more like what, if I could imagine in real life, what a zombie rotting, a living person walking around with rotting putrid flesh, flesh would look like. Sometimes Walking Dead is pretty shitty. And so this was like, oh, that, that kind of looks like what I would imagine it would actually look like. Yeah. And it's very aware of itself, this movie. Jesse Eisenberg does like a voiceover over the top. And sometimes they cut to like these zombie kill of the week or that kind of stuff. Zombie kill of yeah, the like century. That. Yeah. And they're just, you know, fun. 
and it's aware of itself because there's actually a, one, a really funny line in it where he, where he says that insult's just like 2009. Yeah. And they all kind of look at each other <laughs> as though, like, you know, they're aware that there's another movie. So it's it's fun in that way. I like all that humor. Um, the The best part of the first movie, the Bill Murray bit, I thought that was really awesome in the first movie. They don't really... There's a couple of things. They don't really do anything like that. Well, I guess they do, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, there are some you get the, people who turn up. The, yeah. Yeah. The other thing is the Twinkie thing, which everybody, I'm sure, remembers from the first movie. It's like a big deal in the first movie. It's I like bet there's somebody out there who, yeah. when this movie hit the theaters... Put on their Twinkie t-shirt to wear it to this movie. Yeah, I bet, I bet you know, that they did. And then they're like, you didn't even talk about it. But then we discussed it in the last 10 years. Twinkie and Hostess have had little legal wranglings and switching over and corporate problems. So like we said, maybe they just didn't have permission. Because that would have been the perfect call to. Yeah. Or he needed to say, we've moved on to something else like Nutter Butters or something else. Yeah, you I'm know, surprised like- there wasn't a just a little side joke or something that called it back. Even, like, I've seen a cosplay of Jesse Eisenberg at, at Comic-Con, and he was holding a couple of those, the ones with, the pink ones with... Um, snowballs. Snow, he was, he's holding a couple of snowballs, the cosplayer. So they know those, cos, you know, the people who love Zombieland. Oh, the hostess cakes are part of this whole thing. Like, But in this movie, as, if I, unless I missed something, I couldn't see a reference to any of it, right? Don't think so. I mean, I... It's not like something anything. you'd forget if you were writing a sequel to this. Because it's, it's his motivation. It's like Woody Harrelson's motivation in the first movie is he wants a Twinkie. Like, it's his whole motivation for, like, g- g- traveling. He just wants to find somewhere that has some. And uh, in this movie, it's just sadly missing. Um, is it really that sad? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was kind of waiting for it. I was like, there's got to be, like... We'll get to this a place where it's like just full of them, or you know something. There'll be there'll be more Twinkies than you can imagine in this place. <laughs> Maybe in the Babylon place, you know, like they've just hoarded up on them. Oh yeah, I yeah. didn't even think once once we get going, I didn't even think about it again. Yeah, well, I, I just I was like, oh come on, you really? were thinking about Twinkies the whole time. It came across my mind quite a few times. Like there's gonna be a place where it seems really sad. Where Twinkies are um, a thing here, or maybe they think it's a Twinkie place and it's just full of the uh, the coconut ones. What are they called? Snowballs. Snowballs. Because he doesn't like snowballs, and he's not the taste; it's the texture. That's what everyone says when they say they don't like <laughs> coconut. It's not the taste; it's the texture. And that's why this. I think this. These movies are good. They've got really. Well, I would. I was going to say smart dialogue. But it's not smart because it's really dopey, like the jokes, right? Sometimes. But they're well written and, like, well, this, the timing is good on them. I'm usually always finding something funny, like, mostly it hits. And there are a couple where you, like, roll your eyes, but mostly I think the humor's good. And the zombie action is really good. Like, I think in this one, the bit with the monster truck yeah, it was, really, was really, really good. good. Like, it <laughs> was, was like. I've seen many, we've seen loads of zombie movies. We've seen zombies be dispatched in all manner of ways, right? We've seen trains. True. Don't think I've ever seen a monster truck dispatching zombies. And it was really, it looked... It, look, it didn't look great. Now, don't, don't big it, it up too much. It looked good for this movie, I thought. It looked pretty it, shoddy sometimes, but the idea of it was really fun. But it fit, kind of. Like, this movie has a certain level of how things look. They, you know, it, it looks 
kind of CG all the time. Whenever a zombie gets killed, there's like CG blood that splurts mm-hmm. out. There's not real blood. So you get kind of like tuned into how it looks. So then when they were doing the monster truck, I was it, I was in with it and bought it. Like, mm. There's a big skyscraper. Well, there was just a lot of like dull physics with the dead. With yeah, the it's a bit season. video game. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but still love the idea. Cool idea, yeah. Um, so let's go on to the cast here. Woody Harrelson reprises his role ta- as Tallahassee. I think he might be my favorite out of the bunch. No, actually, no. I will save that for somebody else, but he's my favorite from the main crew. Okay. I think he's um, really funny. He's got good... He is a really good comic. Is he? He's primarily a comic, right? He was from Cheers. That, that was where he came up from. I mean, that's 25 years ago, 30 years ago. That's how so he started, though. He yeah, but... serious. I don't know if that still is... I, I love him in Natural Bone Killers, though, and he's definitely not funny in that. <laughs> you know? He's not really funny in Hunger Games, either. No, he isn't. Did you like him here? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's him making fun of himself sometimes. Yeah. And also saying, like... Go, throwing a fit because the girl's new boyfriend might be a hippie and like he's like notoriously known as like a hippie dippy kind of guy pot smoking oh yeah he is hippie yeah. dippy yeah <laughs> like when he's <laughs> saying to her, you don't know who willie nelson is you know because i think they're actually friends so i think it's fun that he's playing against himself sometimes um jesse eisenberg plays columbus i know that jesse eisenberg probably annoys you yeah um, <laughs> I, I just I, feel like it's not very, it's just too much. It's like some kind of character from the early 90s with the hint of Woody Allen mixed with like this, this, um, what's the word when someone's like neurotic and he's not so bad in this one as he was the first one. If we watched it last night, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. And I'm not into that kind of character anyway. It's just... There's no arc, even. We don't see him go from being nervous and whatnot to no, being, like, confident. solid and confident. Yeah. And so that would be different. Not that everyone has to change and become a hero. I'm just saying there's no difference. We don't see him do anything that is even a tiny bit of growth from the first time we meet him and all his neuroses and his list and everything to the last minute we see him again. So I'm just not a... F- I don't know. I don't think it's him. I think it's that archetype the right. sort of like Woody Allen um I'll elevate, Young Woody it a, Allen. I'll elevate it a bit and say it's not necessarily that because he's not like self-absorbed neurotic he's more just like the world is out to get you and overthinks everything and he's a little bit fussy and then he tells them that they're mean and stuff and I have people tell me I'm mean and I just want to say fuck off so it's kind of where I'm at with that. No, no, I. <laughs> when someone, because like he's telling me, you're just mean people. You're not very nice people. And I'm just like, because they're not all fluffy and rainbows. Like, ugh. so that's one of the reasons I think I was turned off by that character. Well, and I really, I really like him. I think he has some of the funniest lines in the movie. I mean, that's like the, they write a lot of funny lines for him because of the way he is, you know, because mm. he's really, I don't. He's, he's unwavering from what he is, right? He's like, put the seatbelt on, do the thing. And a lot of the jokes that are written around him are because of that. So I really like him. I, th- I thought he was quite good. Emma Stone plays Wichita. Wichita? What do you think of her? Oh, she's she, fine. Does she's she, good. She's not changed either over the... Apart no. from visually slightly. I mean, she's older. But, I mean, um, they took the makeup off her and the... Yeah, I like her. Yeah, I, I do... Um, but the relationship thing, it really drags all that stuff down to me. 
I agree. On some level, I, I dread those scenes just because it's, first of all, it's not even like, you don't feel it's romance at all. There's no romance. In fact, meeting the pink lady was more sweet. And I hear I just said I'm not a very nice person, but I mean, it was more of like a sweet, these two probably do belong together. Right. Versus Wichita and him. And so I was more into that developing and being like a twist on the whole thing. Because I thought that was really funny that she, and then we would get to know more about her and she's not really an idiot, you know, kind of thing. You can tell that through some of her dialogue, but we've, we'll be mentioning her, I'm sure, because she was really good. She's Abigail, one of my favorite things. Uh, Abigail Breslin is back and she's like the most grown up, like, because she's a kid in the first one. And no, that's not who I'm talking about, but yeah. No, I, I'm saying I'm just going down yeah. this list. We're not onto that one yet. Um, Abigail Breslin, who's the little girl from Little Miss Sunshine, she um, was a little girl in the first movie, and now she's obviously not. She's like, what, 20-year-old? Um, what do you think of her? Um, Apart from the fact that they obviously tried... It's unfortunate. This is We're going to talk about this, and this will offend some people, but that's too bad. I am an overweight person. Look at her on the cover. Been, on the cover, they've skinnied her up a lot, and in the movie, you can tell they're doing everything in their power... To either digitally make her look thinner, and I'm not bullshitting you. You'll have, I don't, you'll I don't notice, notice any of that. Oh, you will notice it. People will notice. Or they're covering her up or cutting her the angles and whatnot in ways to just, that are just the opposite of what they do with her co- Emma Stone. Yeah, any all of them. I mean, it's just, it's frustrating because it's very obvious, especially when you've looked at the move at the poster, because that's the first thing that I saw was the cover. You know, just like, oh, there's the cast again. And then in the movie, I'm like, wow, they really wanted, they really were obsessing over this. So that's unfortunate. And she was fine. I mean, I feel like she was kind of, I don't buy the father-daughter relationship that they would have forged. I mean, we over missed the 10, ten years. years. <laughs> right, but I'm saying I don't buy that they've forged that kind of relationship at all. And that's what they keep trying to point out right. is that he's like a father figure to her now, Woody Harrelson, and she would be like, but it's not at all. She's completely detached and I'll be honest, I didn't care about her at all. I didn't care about them finding her. I couldn't have cared less if she got taken off by this hippy dippy guy. I was just like, well, she her as a character. I cared about. She her didn't more. do anything for me. Not her, the person, but the character. They just didn't give her anything emotional. Not even like being attached to her sister, who's seen her through all of this these years, raised her basically as a mother figure. Like there was no co. The only connection, the best relationships I could think of in this movie are Woody Harrelson and. The other guy. Jesse. Yes. Those two, I, f- I feel, are bonded. They were pretty much bonded immediately. You know, like the mismatched couple, the yeah. odd couple. And then I feel like the pink lady and him, it was more <laughs> almost like an instant thing where she belonged and I could feel a relationship forging. So I don't know. I don't feel like it was written in a way that really gave them all a family bond that they all want to keep mentioning. So I think, um, we'll talk about it now, Zoe Deutsch as Madison. I think she's the scene stealer in the entire movie. She's the best thing about it. Pink lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. Madison, yeah. She's a, um, she, she's playing like the stereotype dumb blonde that we all have seen. Yeah, but, but she's, she's also playing it with like a different level of... Super like, level of like 
Because if she's probably, what we're going to say, she might be 25, 30, 25, 26 in the movie. Like, you know, the... So she would have been a teenage girl when it all went down 10 years ago. And she has survived on her own in a mall. <laughs> in the Pinkberry fridge. In the pink, yeah, in the ice cream shop fridge. Um, so she is probably basically what she was when she was a teenage girl. And that's it. But she's she's really interesting. I, I really liked her. I thought she did it really and well. She has some hilarious... She, she has good... There's some very good dialogue. She agree. Has. I agree. Um, she's the daughter of the mom from Back to the Future. The daughter of the mom. Yeah. Which mom? The mom from Back to the Future. The main mom. Leah Thompson? Yes. She's okay. Leah Thompson's daughter. Okay. Um, I I only I just found that out from the IMDb trivia. Right. <laughs> no, I liked her. I feel like she added a lot. I was impressed. I was skeptical because he, the first time, the first movie, they meet a couple of, you know, like a female in distress, and it's a trap. So that was my first thought that this woman can't be this like dumb acting, right? Because she's just basically trapping them. But if essentially she's just alone. She's yeah. like totally alone. And she hasn't really changed from how she went in yeah. that fridge. Yeah. So I really, I hope if they do it again, she'll, but then she, ugh, then the hippie guy, he was awful. I didn't like that actor. And I didn't even like write him down. Good. Rosario Dawson is Nevada. What did you think? I like Rosario Dawson. I've come to like her a lot over the years. I like her, but then I feel like she's. Clerks 2. After rewatching Clerks 2 the other day, I like her so much more. Really? Yeah, I didn't even like her in it the first time I watched it. But she, uh, we watched her in all the Marvel shows. Got to know her a bit more, I think, I feel like. Like, how she acts. I thought she was really good in this, and I liked what they did with her. Hmm. I don't know. I'm still on... I like her as a person, because we saw Kevin Smith interviewing her, so I like her. But there's something about how she plays these people. They're all the same person. Like... When you really think about cool. it. Super cool. You know, overly cool, confident is fine, but it's this sort of like you're just having me here because I'm Rosario Dawson and I'm good. So I really, I I really liked the inclusion of her. Uh, I liked it was kind of sweet. Yeah, I like the character and that she's there, and then we've got a Woody Harrelson, you know, kick-ass woman comparison kind of a thing, and that her thing is that she loves Elvis Presley. I mean, I dig that, and I like her. It's just there's something that. Always just makes me think it's just her. Yeah, Luke. I want to dis- I don't want to lower down her skills, but I need to see something that's not that character. Luke Wilson turns up as Albuquerque. <laughs> Everybody's named after a place. You've probably figured that out. Um, Luke Wilson was funny. He you was know, funny. <laughs> you know what really it funny. reminded me of? Like the um, the scene in Anchorman when the other news team turn up and they're all the yeah. sa- same people but with different actors. <laughs> yeah. It's just that, basically. They're just playing on that whole... The gag where we get new two new characters, but they are like a mirror yeah. of Woody Harrelson and Jesse. Which, What's it, his face? Which, if you've seen Anchorman, it, the same thing happens. I think it's happened in lots of things, but yeah. yeah. But it's funny. It's always funny because it's like, oh, that's what they're doing. Um, and then finally, Bill Murray plays Bill Murray. He's the only person not named after a Very place. briefly. And yeah, only it, at the end. I found it satisfying what they did with him in this. Oh, I didn't care. Oh, I really loved it. I thought it was like the... I really liked the movie. And then at the end, because it plays... Stay tuned after the credits. It's during the credits when it happens. That's what I'm saying. It's not even like part of the movie. No, but it still lasts maybe three minutes. And I thought it was really good like to see... 
what you see. I won't spoil it, but it was fun. Hmm. I just disagree. Didn't but really care. I think the inclusion of Bill Murray in the first movie is like a like I didn't expect it at all. True, that part was and fantastic. it's really fun when it happens. But to force it to cram it in here with like a shoehorn, it really wasn't required for me. Uh, Ruben Fleischer is the director of both of these movies. He directed Zombieland. He directed Venom, Gangster Squad, which I remember you didn't particularly like. No. Did you? Gangster Squad. Yeah. The, um, like, the... With Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, yeah. And Emma Stone. Josh Brolin. Yep, and Emma Stone, actually. Mm, Yeah, I don't remember liking that a lot. It was like an old-timey 1940s gangster movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he also directed episodes of Santa Clarita Diet, which we really like. Yeah, I really love Santa Clarita Diet. And if you do like this, I think Santa Clarita Diet's the similar kind of... It's the same gross, <laughs> um, sarcastic humor. It has the same kind of feel to it. So it's quite... I, when I read that he did that, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. So what do you think of the direction? It, I like it, to be honest, personally. I think yeah, I mean, it's no different. It's got a style, one. this movie. Yep, it has a style that's partially with the editing and the art directing and the special effects and what they get out of people on the set because it's very, they're all really in it and they're all really pretending and play acting and really hamming it up, which I don't mind that at all. In this movie, it's exactly right i think it takes a certain person in charge to get everybody that like 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 um you know like relaxed yeah relaxed and like having fun or at least it appears to be of course it can all be an illusion but um i think that takes a certain kind of director no i like i don't feel like there's anybody you watch and you go oh that you know everybody seems to be on the same level like and like i said they're all oscar nominated people who we once I said this to you earlier, once you get Oscar nominated or win an Oscar or whatever, then you then if you watch people's careers, they tend to go for more like serious roles and then you see them in loads of serious stuff and then you forget after a while, oh, Emma Stone's actually pretty funny in something funny. You know? But we we've only seen her in like serious stuff for a while. That's mm. because I feel their agents go like you can't be in a zombie thing now. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. So, this is bad for your image. So I'm glad that these people all came back for this because that's because they are really fun. Um, so IMDb reviews. What are they? One star reviews that you read and a funny voice because if you dislike the movie, you will agree with what they're saying, and if you like the movie, you, we will make fun of them. We're very hypocritical. And we're, these um, we're like transparent. <laughs> these people who don't like this movie on IMDb. Don't share our opinion. These are just people well, who don't like Well, it depends. Like if we don't like a movie, right. we might share. But this time, I can don't. also understand some of their points of view. De- it depends on what they end up saying, but... Um, this guy. What, what the hell? I've sorted it by one stars and I'm getting all five star ones. What? What? Let me sort it again. Here Blasphemy. Or whatever. All right. Alali284 says... A very weak movie. Save your money and don't watch it. That's it. The whole thing. There's not a review. All right. Dimarat says, Such a waste of my time. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. No story. No fun. I nodded off a few times. I can't believe anybody would give it a 10. Maybe a child would. 
Do, are there any tens? <laughs> yeah, that's there are, my question. There are some tens, yes. Well, I don't think it's a ten, but um, maybe next week you should do ten star reviews. Or when we come across a movie that we really hate, just read ten star reviews. Uh, you know what, <laughs> what? You know what I have noticed? One star reviews are usually one or two sentences, and ten star reviews are like <laughs> seven paragraphs. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the opposite. If I dislike a movie, I have more to say than if I really like it. Uh, when I really like it, I'm just like, just go watch it. All right. So Mohammed says, rubbish. Don't waste your time watching this. A total waste of two hours with no story. Waste of my time is the number one ver- words <laughs> that you find in the one star. Well, if you like Seriously. the waste my time comments, here's another one. From God's Geocedic Eye. Life's too short to waste your time on this boring and sequel movie. <laughs> That's it. Yep. That's very informative. Um, and finally, there is no plot. It's just a bunch of jokes. This was truly <laughs> terrible. It's just a bunch of jokes. How <laughs> terrible. What a terrible concept for a comedy movie to have a bunch of jokes. This one says... Two stars, only for Emma Stone. Movie is a real disaster. The only thing good to watch is Emma Stone. She's stunning as ever. Okay, you want to talk about somebody who's being sexist? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, I gotta do some more of these. They're funny. Some of them are funny. Some are just like, why are you using up the time of your life? This guy says, incredibly boring movie. Woody Harrelson should be embarrassed by this travesty. The voice is the best part. <laughs> the best part. Um, I left the cinema and I lost 30 minutes of my life on this crap. Oh. Well, what did you do to make up for that? Do something fantastic for the next 30 minutes? This guy says, this movie is like cancer, but more painful. Not only for you, but your entire family as well. Jeez Louise, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit severe. And finally, Damn. was quite excited to see this. However, it felt too much like an exact clone of the first one, with slight modifications in the highlighted moments as to ensure the audience that they're indeed watching another movie. Agree with the other reviews, sometimes less is more, and one can definitely go without seeing the movie. This voice is... Uh... <laughs> it's like the Queen. Is it? Is that what you're going for? I think... <laughs> Let me oh, read it. Let me read a ten star one just okay. before we go. Here we go. Ten out of ten. This is a short ten out of ten. Okay. Zombieland Double Tap is the number one movie in America so far. It's hilariously funny. It brings out the most joy of zombie comedy, and it brings out Shaun of the Dead and The Walking Dead references. It's just like the first film in some other way of to enjoy the little things. <sighs> But for the second film of a Zombieland Double Tap, you're going to enjoy a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's, that's t- really that's funny. That's your 10 out of 10 movie. That's a funny one. Yes. All right, so that's the IMDb <laughs> reviews. That's what people on IMDb think of it. And we think of it in our conclusion. I really liked it, and I think it's a good double bill. I'm glad we watched the other one yesterday. Me too. I am me too. They do um, fit together nicely. So uh, I would recommend you watch this movie if you're into the zombies and you're into Emma Stone, who is stunning as ever, <laughs> according to our IMDb reviewer. Because that's the only reason <laughs> you'd watch a movie. Yes. Of All right. So uh, 
Thank you to Sony for letting us have a copy for review. Next week is Oscar weekend, so we're going to look at one of the best picture nominees, Parasite. We have watched um, the guy who made Parasite. He made The Host, mm-hmm. a Korean movie. And he also made Okja, which oh, we yeah. also watched. So That's a weird one. Yeah, so Parasite, we will watch that next week. Weird and good. Weird and weird and good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, movie recommendations... This isn't a movie. It's called The Last Man on Earth. It's a TV show. It's actually finished now, but there are four seasons out there to watch. It reminds me of Zombieland quite a bit, apart from there's no zombies, right? True. It's more... People on people. It's more like there's just you and a few people, and you can do anything you want. It's the end of the world. There's nobody else. But then it did turn into just people living together. Turned like a sitcom. Yeah. But... I always found it funny. Yeah, but it, they did subtract a lot of the, you're the only ones left in a whole world where almost everyone's died of a horrible virus. Yes. Thing. So it lost a little bit of its zip, zang, zoom. And my second um, recommendation is a movie, and it's Shaun of the Dead, the best zombie comedy of all time. Is it? Have you seen them all? I have seen all the ones that matter, and mm. that, that's just that one. Interesting point of view. Okay, mine are... Because this year I'm going to do two movies, one from 100 years ago. Yes, boys and girls, movies have been around for more than 100 years. So we're going back to 1920, and the movie I'm recommending is called The Flapper. Now, I've heard of it. Have you? Yeah. I mean, I've heard of Flappers. That's a 1920s kind of a thing. So The Flapper from 1920 and from 1970, because we're going back 50 years, The Aristocats. Which I'm sure you've seen. That's a Disney cartoon. I have definitely seen that one. I don't know if we called it. We didn't call them animations back then. It was a Disney cartoon. Just cartoons, yeah. Yeah. Animated feature. Feature. feature animated feature. All right. So before I go on to my A. Scully stuff, just let me say the Blu-ray. Um, I forgot to mention. Contains extras. Contains uh, for Zombieland Double Tap. Ex- extended bloopers and outtakes. Alternate and deleted scenes. The Doppelgangers, A Day with Bill Murray, The Rides of Zombieland, Rules of Making a Zombie Film, Making Babylon, New Blood, and The Filmmaker Commentary. So it is stuffed with things for you Zombieland fans to listen to and watch. Okay, You're talking to yourself then. So um, I've been playing more A Plague Tale. Do you like this game, Sid Talk? I mean, I don't. I find it a bit relentless when I watch it for like two seconds. I'm like, yeah, I see billions of rats. It seems a bit weird. But you love the story and the mechanic, so hey. Relentless? Yeah. I don't well, feel like there were billions of rats attacking people all the time during the plague. So well, it's so Well, this particular version of the plague <laughs> is caused by these it's, rats. I understand. But yeah. it just wouldn't have been millions of rats attacking and killing and eating people. It's a story game, and the gameplay is kind of like a puzzle. Because the rats don't like light. You can't get near the rats because they'll eat you. And you have to create, like, light using, like, torches and flame, you know, and straw and setting fire to things to kind of make a route for you to do what you have to do. And that's mostly what the gameplay consists of, staying in the light and not getting killed by the rats. But there's a really cool story that keeps spurring me on to get to the end of it. So um, it's on Game Pass. It's uh, a plague tale. Innocence. I believe that it feels to me like there's going to be a sequel, because why would you put a, a title, you know what I mean? It's called mm-hmm. A Plague Tale, colon, 
Innocence. Sounds like the beginning of something, like this is like chapter one of something. I don't know. But um, it won loads of Game of the Year awards last year. So that's why I wanted to pick it up and have a look at it. And I really like it so far. I've also been playing some more Fortnite. It's not a lot to say. You drop down, you kill some stuff. It's real fun. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's what I've been playing. Oh, I've been playing more Death Stranding. I've not oh, finished yeah. Death Stranding yet. I, f- I believe Death Stranding um, was like the best value game I've ever had because I'm still playing it. I'm still delivering stuff. No, you play Red Dead Redemption for a long time. A hundred hours. <laughs> exactly. Red Dead Redemption. Altogether. This one, I'm on 120 hours oh. and I'm only about halfway through. Dang. Yeah, so it's just the kind of game I like. Lots of long, boring stuff. Sounds like I'm really selling it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're delivering packages in the end of the world. It's just real relaxing or Sounds, something. I mean, I know what it is, but if people don't know what it is, it's like, what are you talking about? It's very relaxing for me. I can just deliver a couple of packages. There's not a ton of, like, danger, really, a lot of the time. It's just kind of working out how to get from one place to another. Kind of mapping. You would hate it because you, you hate, like, you don't, you're not good at, like, maps, are you? No. You have to go like, oh, I remember where I am. And I know what's around that corner, that kind of thing. It's not that I'm, oh, I'm great with maps. You're wrong. I'm great with maps and I'm great with GPS. That's yeah, but great. this is more but like... I'm not great with understanding where I am in the world, yeah. even though I've been there a million times. Yeah, if it's I'm more of that. Ground, it's a lot I'm of that. If I'm looking at a map, I'm fine. It's a lot of, I'm stood at this place. I know I've been here 30 times. If I go, and in your mind, if I go right, I can go down to that thing. And if I go left, there's a waterfall. And you kind of got to mentally map the whole place out in your mind. So you know where you're going. Um, so those are the games for this week. A what is for dinner? What do you think is for dinner? Well, every week we're just going to say the same thing, probably. Uh-huh. Impossible. Until you get tired of it. Impossible Whopper. I because couldn't see ve- myself getting tired of it because we don't have it every day. Correct. We are vegetarian, yeah. and people seem to have a problem with this. We're not vegan. We're not health freaks. We're not anything. In fact, I have four kinds of cookies in the refrigerator right now, ready to bake. Full sugar, full fat, full butter, eggs, the whole bit. So we just don't eat meat anymore. It's no big deal. It's been 10 years. We're kind of over it. But the world hasn't caught up yet. I'm so over we get, it. We get, yeah, I'm over it. We get like snotty comments, and I get weird, that weird thing people do. Oh, well, I like to eat meat. And yeah, I'm exaggerating a very funny accent. Where are they from? <laughs> all over. <laughs> but it all sounds like that to me. Like, okay, guess what? I ate a lot of fucking meat too. I probably eat more cows and pigs and chickens than you will ever eat your whole life. Because I like to eat a lot. And I'm from a rural area where we actually ran a stockyards and had a farm and had a freezer full of meat every single year of all kinds. My mother would buy two buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken because it was 40-minute drive back from the big town. She would put one bucket in the f- uh, trunk of the big giant car that we had, and all the groceries would then fill up the trunk in the back seat because you bought groceries for a month, right? Including lots of bologna and uh, chopped ham and liverwurst and all kinds of stuff, right? And then she would have the bucket sitting next to her in the front seat so we could eat chicken on the way home. I was not on any shortage of meat in my life. This is not this is not the issue. Mm-hmm. So I'm not opposed to it. I enjoyed it. It tastes delicious. Just get over it that I don't eat that part at anymore. But we eat lots of other things, including things like you know, if it comes to us and the fast food industry wants to go, hey, here's a thing that's not meat, but you might find it delicious. We're gonna eat it. 
But, but I'll try it anyway. Yeah. And that's it. And my advice? Is that yes, what I know? My your advice? advice. Um, it's really not advice. It's another very obvious thing that I'm going to say. <laughs> An obvious observation. Other people probably have figured this out before me. That's fine. I'm 52 and 52.3 years old. So it's time for me to learn this lesson. But the more you know about anything, whether you like the subject or not, if you're learning more about cancer or you're learning more about a religion that isn't yours or you're learning more about a political point of view that isn't yours or you're learning about a country that has, at least through the media, strife and things about it that, quite honestly, make you afraid. If you learn more, you're going to have less fear. You're going to have less disregard for them or disrespect or dismiss something more easily if you know more, because it's just like knowing a person. You might meet a person at work the first day and you're like, oh God, how am I going to work with this person? Now, maybe that's just me because I'm kind of a snot bag. But if you get to know the person more, right? You know about them. You kind of figure out like, oh, that's why they act so annoying. (laughs) Okay. So it's still annoying to me, but I'm not mad about it anymore. I get it. I accept it. You know, not that it's up to you to accept their life, but it eases your tension in the world, in life to know more. So if you have friends like me, I'm a vegetarian now. My friends have known me my whole life, most of them. So They don't have to get to know me. But if you meet a person first time and you're like, oh, you're vegetarian. And then all of a sudden in your brain, all these like bullshit things come up like, oh, hippy dippy, liberal, left wing. um, What's another things like uh, tree hugger and like you want the whole world to cater for climate change and all that stuff. That is not correct. If you'd ask me a few questions, you're going to find out. Actually, none of that is correct. (laughs) I simply don't eat meat. That's it. That's the only one thing. So if you know more about me, that the fact that I'm vegetarian will no longer be like a little itch you have to scratch, you know, with a snotty comment or whatever. And I think you can apply it to everything. I don't always do it well. Like when I do know more about a person who initially irritates me, the reason they irritate me probably will not go away. But it takes me about five extra seconds to go, okay, 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 okay. So I'm really annoyed. And that's a me thing, right? That's a Sid talk thing. That's not their problem. This is my problem. I understand why they are the way they are, who they are. I accept that. And now I'm turning it back on myself. It's my own issue, which a lot of people don't like to do either. When you learn more about an issue or a thing or a place or a person, and it sort of starts to like crack open your prejudice or your bias or your whatever it is that you had, you have to then accept that maybe you're the problem, right? You're the reason there is a problem here between you and whatever it is. So just, you know, you can know more about something and then still maintain your own point of view. It doesn't gobble you up. It doesn't brainwash you. It just means you know more. And in the quiet times of your life, you can sit and think, okay, let me rethink this for just a second. How will I approach this and still be me? But I know this new information. I can't hate that person anymore because now I identify with something about them. So how do I move forward? So the more you know, the less you can 
dismiss things and people in the world and definitely less fear in the world, I think. Nice. Well said. Is it? Thanks, thanks, thanks. You can catch us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can also catch this podcast on Google Play, RSS, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify. Where else? Oh, you can just ask your, if you have one of the... um, One of those? Smart speakers made by a company that rhymes with Dabadon. What? I'm trying not to make it happen. Make it go off. Right. Lamazon. <laughs> it didn't work. It you didn't woke, go off. You woke her up. <laughs> um, if you have one of those, you can say, listen to the After the Show podcast. They're just called smart speakers. On TuneIn, and it will play you the latest episode. I always forget to mention that. It's probably a good way to listen. Probably. Also, email feedback at aschoolie at com. Don't email Sid Talk. Okay? I mean, you can, but... And uh, stay classy, the cast of Zombieland Double Tap, let's hope we see Zombieland Triple Tap in 2031? No, 2030. We have to have 10 years between them, right? Sure, 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 sure. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, 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 sure. sure. And I'm going to say think for yourself, because if you don't, someone will be doing it for you. 